0: I'm really trying to remember a time and a place in the NFL continuum where so many people were being released and so many free agents were becoming available right before free agency. It's weird, people. How's everybody doing? Welcome to the Dear Pat's Nation podcast. My name is Ray. This is uh, the Dear Pat's Nation podcast. That's it. You can find us on DeanBlundell.com. You can also find hundreds, hundreds of, well, hundred podcasters, content creators, sports news, politics, entertainment, all that kind of stuff over on DeanBlundell.com. Make sure you check out RayRoutt.com, R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H.com. Follow me on Twitter at DPN underscore Ray. Follow Producer Mike at MN underscore Off Topic. Producer Mike is here. He'll be on soon enough. Go check out our Patreon page, Patreon.com slash DPN Sports. Five bucks a month all costs friday night hangout tomorrow night boys are gonna come on you know why they're gonna come on because they are patreon members and because they're patreon members they get to come right on screen with us have a good time talk about football they're also uh, watching the stream live did you know that la 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 live not the replay at Ten o'clock. La la la, la 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 What's going on in the world of sports? So the Detroit Lions are releasing Trey Flowers. I think it's going to be official next week, and he will be a free agent, able to sign with anybody that he wants to sign with. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is a reunion. That the New England Patriots need to make happen. Patriot fans want you to imagine this. Listen to this front seven. Matthew Judon on the left side. Christian Barmore in the middle, and Trey Flowers on the right. You got a linebacking core of uh, Josh Uche. Jawan Bentley, Cameron McGrone, and Mr. Bobby Wagner. Let's throw it in there. Trey Flowers, Bobby Wagner. You're all hoping for Allen Robinson. You're all hoping for Odell Beckham Jr. I'm sitting there going Bobby Wagner, Trey Flowers. Let's run it back all the way back to that 2018 Super Bowl against the Rams when defense was king. And then you're going to have Dietrich Weiss Jr. and Ronnie Perkins and Chase Winovich rotating in and out. Adrian Phillips playing out of the box. Kyle Duggar playing out of the box. Draft Andrew Booth. Oh, Trey Flowers needs to come back to New England. I've just, I've made that up. That's just my mind. It's made up. I can't let it go. And I really hope that you all feel the same. I mean, I know that things haven't necessarily worked out in Detroit, but let's face it, it's Detroit. Things are meant not to work out in Detroit. That's what it's like to play or coach or own or be the GM or be a fan of the Lions. Things just don't work for the Detroit Lions they're a red wing town. That's really it. And I think that because Trey flowers has kind of dropped off the last couple of seasons, I think the Patriots can get him pretty cheap. And because they can get him cheap, he's going to perform because that's what guys do. They leave new England. They don't perform. They come back and they perform. Ala, a Ella, Jamie Collins. I would like to congratulate Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association, two organizations that are so tone deaf to what's happening in the world right now, that while we should be in the thickest spring training, they've been in a lockout. It looks like a deal is finally being finalized. It's agreed upon in principle. It just has to go through the votes, more than likely. That's going to happen and we're going to have baseball. Now, games have been canceled or at least taken off the schedule up until April 13th. They still have an opportunity to play 162 games. But let me tell you, this was very important for Major League Baseball because it is my humble opinion that if baseball wouldn't have been played this year, that league would have been on its way out of existence. It has the oldest fan base in the world when it comes to average fans more than any other sport. The younger generation is not getting into it. And in a time when we're still reeling from pandemic numbers, you're still dealing with world crises, a war in Ukraine. Baseball could have been that distraction this summer that we all so desperately needed, even if you're not a baseball fan. And it looked like it wasn't going to happen. You had the Associated Press shilling itself out for MLB you had Main Street media reporters trying to put all the blame on the players you had all the real reporters and players speaking out against the players Rob Manford probably one of the worst general managers or commissioners sorry in the history of sports I mean Manford makes Roger Goodell look like a saint that's how bad he's been but baseball is back and I think that we're all going to be a little bit excited about that the AFC West has gone bonkers Did you know that? Because I would not want to be playing in the AFC West right now. A couple days ago, Russell Wilson traded to the Broncos. Chargers are like, yeah, well, we already have Justin Herbert. So we're going to give Williams a three-year massive deal. Oh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to trade for Khalil Mack as well. Now, listen, guys, Khalil Mack, well, technically is going back (laughs) to the AFC West, former Oakland Raider, now Las Vegas. He's not the Khalil Mack from two, three years ago. He's a little bit on the downward side of his career, but he is still dominant. And do you understand that that means Joey Bosa on one side and Khalil Mack on the other? And I think that a team like the Chargers had to respond with Khalil Mack. You've now got to go up against Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Derek Carr. Twice each. Six games this year, you've got to go up against legitimate quarterbacks. I want to point out that Derek Carr in most divisions would be the best or second best quarterback in the division. He's the fourth in the AFC West. It probably goes Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, sorry, Broncos fans, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr. But now you got the Chargers who has Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. They got a running game, they got Justin Herbert. They got Joey Bosa from the Ohio State University. And now they got Khalil Mack. (sighs) I'm going to be honest with you guys. There is a chance that the Kansas City Chiefs could come in third place in this division this year. And I know that sounds insane. But they don't have a lot of money. They don't have a lot of places to go in free agency. And you got two teams in the Chargers and... The Broncos, who both have salary cap, who both have space to make moves in free agency, who have already gotten better, I'm telling you the AFC is on its head. New England Patriot fans may or may not be happy to hear that Dante Hightower has committed to playing the 2022 season, but I guess the question would be, will he be a New England Patriot? If I was going to make my best guess, no, but hear me out for a second. Let's say the Patriots were able to sign Bobby Wagner, which I think a lot of teams are going after. We hear Buffalo has a big interest in him. There's a lot of teams that have an interest in Bobby Wagner, but let's say the Patriots are able to get him. Who's going to be cheaper, Dante Hightower or Juwan Williams or uh, Juwan Bentley? They both kind of bring the same thing when it comes to an athleticism, athleticism standpoint, they're both going to be those stay at home, Mike linebackers. Now, I know that Bentley's younger. But I feel comfortable in saying that Jawan Bentley hasn't been great. He's been good. Solid. I would argue that Hightower was better than Bentley last season. And I've been kind of going under the impression that New England was going to bring Jawan Bentley back. That's just... It kind of just made sense to me. Go younger, go there. But if you get Bobby Wagner, athletic. If you have Cameron McGrone. Josh Uche. Matthew Judon. Trey Flowers, maybe. Think about it for a second. You could put 54 back on this team. If you leave Bentley out of the equation. You'll get the same or more production than you would have gotten out of Bentley. You keep that veteran Patriots presence in the linebacking core. And I don't think he's going to cost that much money. And I could see a scenario where Devin McCourty and Dante Hightower give hometown discounts to try to run it one more time with new England. Now, if you sign Juwan Bentley, you can't sign Dante Hightower. I got to put that on the table, but maybe Belichick decides to go with the veteran. Maybe decides to go older. Maybe he decides to go with Hightower. It was confirmed today that JC Jackson is going to get paid. He's going to get his 20, $21 million that he's looking for. You know how I know? Cause there's like eight teams that are in on JC Jackson right now. You want to know the most intriguing teams? Las Vegas Raiders, Josh McDaniels there. Got to go up against... Patrick Mahomes that JC Jackson's actually had a lot of success against go up against Justin Herbert guess what he's had a lot of success against him and he had a lot of success against Russell Wilson it was Stephon Gilmore who got burnt in Seattle not JC but you know who else is on the market the Cincinnati Bengals Cincinnati Bengals want to run it back. Cincinnati Bengals have Eli Apple. Getting JC Jackson. And listen, JC Jackson and Eli Apple together. As much as people don't like Eli Apple, and I know I make fun of him a lot for dropping a lot of interceptions or being burnt. That is a nasty, scary one-two punch. Oh, sorry. The 49ers are in on them too. A team that already has a great defense, a team that's probably going to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo and go with Trey Lance, so they're probably going to have a really good offense. JC Jackson in a, in an NFC where really the Green Bay Packers and the LA Rams are the only threat, and there's a smattering of other teams. Kansas City's apparently in on it. That might be attractive for JC. I don't know where they come up with the money for that though, but. I mean, Veach has been pretty good with that salary cap, but here's what's the confirmation. The Patriots, no matter how good they are at the salary cap, have way too many holes to offer JC Jackson that kind of contract. He will not be a New England Patriot, and that has nothing to do with cheapness because the Patriots have spent a lot of money. It just has to do with, uh, this was a critical mistake by Belichick. He should have signed him last year. However, no use crying over spilled milk now. JC Jackson, he's gonna get paid. And Indianapolis Colts fans aren't going to want to hear this. And I'm sorry that you have to. But the Colts aren't better without Carson Wentz. Maybe if you're in for Jimmy Garoppolo, but Lawrence Owen from Coltslaw put out a tweet today and I thought it was fantastic. He said, This is yet again, if they got Jimmy Garoppolo, this is yet again another quarterback who will not be available for spring training and for, you know, summer football with the Colts, which means there's a, delay in learning the system, a delay in building chemistry with the players. Which is why I actually believe that they should be going after Mitchell Trubisky. Now there's been a lot of rumors that he might go to New York and play for Brian Dayball. But why would Mitch Trubisky, if you're like, here's the thing, Mitchell Trubisky's open market is robust. There's a bunch of teams that want him. Why would you go to the fourth best team in the NFC East? You're not, two playoff teams last year, the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Washington just brought on Carson Wentz. Maybe he's the guy who's going to make them better. The numbers do show it was an upgrade over Heineke. Why go to the Giants? Just because you know the system, just because you know the coach. Why not go to Indianapolis? And be what Carson Wentz was supposed to, a guy who can manage the game. I don't think Mitchell Trubisky was ever given a proper chance in Chicago. And I think Justin Fields' performances this year proved it. No offensive line, no nothing. Well, guess what? I know Fisher's walking, but there's still a pretty solid offensive line there. You've just freed up money getting rid of Carson Wentz. But I'm going to say, that they're not as where they are right now. They're not better without Carson Wentz, so they better have a plan in place. Now I've heard Marcus Mariota, and I love Marcus Mariota. I think that he's an underrated quarterback. I still think that Tennessee should have kept him over Ryan Tannehill. They may have won a Super Bowl, but his elbow was one hit away from his career being over. So, man, I mean, they got to do something. You can't go into this season without a quarterback, and and I don't think you can go with a rookie because number one, it's not a strong class, but you got to do something and as of right now the colts are worse than they were two days ago oh that's a change of music people a change of music means
1: producer mike <laughs> what's going on everybody
0: Michael, how are you, about
1: Oh, I'm not doing too bad, Ray. I'm not doing too bad. More football to talk tonight. Big moves.
0: Not as exciting of a day as the last couple of days, though. Like I woke, I tweeted out this morning and said, okay, what quarterback's getting traded today?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I have a friend who's a Chargers fan, so I got a text today with Holy S, and I'm like, oh my god, what's going on? Khalil Mack got traded. You know, as you mentioned, so I, you know, I was expecting something a little more "quote unquote" exciting, but big move though,
0: big move, big move. When's Amari Cooper gonna get released? It's got to be soon, right? It's got to be in the next week. Yeah, you think he's already got a deal in place? You think like he's gonna get released and then he's gonna sign immediately? I
1: think I think the Cowboys are fishing for a low pick. Honestly, I think that's why it's taken so long. I've
0: heard that they're open for a trade, but people don't want that contract. They're like, no, you got to release them anyways. And I can get them at 11 right. million this year because we can give them a backloaded contract. We got three Patreon questions, dude. Let's go. <clears throat> and you can only ask these questions if you are a Patreon member. <laughs> Five dollars a month, dear Pats Nation. No, no, patreon.com slash DPN sports. Hey. All you Patreon members who who are watching this live right now. Mike, we won't talk about the view count. But all of you who are watching the live version of the podcast at the moment. Because you're a Patreon member. 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow. It's the Patreon (laughs) hangout. And guess what? Guess what, Mike? What's that? We're going to be joined by a German guy. (gasps) Oh, Really? Thomas has confirmed. Thomas is a nurse in Germany at in a mental health facility and because COVID still exists I know people are trying to pretend it doesn't um all our mask mandates and everything are being lifted after next week here in uh Toronto and uh people are flipping it's because well our hospital numbers go up daily but our premier told us it's gone doesn't exist anymore (laughs) so uh but it's been going nuts in Germany. So he's been working just like crazy shifts. So he can't come because he needs to sleep. But yeah. I messaged him and I said, dude, you're stressed out. We, we message back and forth sometimes. We'll make you stressed out. Come hang out at a show. Like come yeah. come out. Come hang out on a thing. So he messaged me today and said, what time? That means he's setting his alarm. Because he's probably at work right now. Hi, Thomas. Hey, bud. Miss you. All right. Let's get to the questions here. Jacob Mullen says, what would you prefer the Patriots do? Draft a wide receiver or sign a free agent? Mike, I'm going to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. The only free agent wide receiver that I was two that I was really interested in one was Amari Cooper. The Patriots are never going to be able to afford him. So he's off the board in a perfect world. I'd love to sign Amari Cooper. However, I wanted Chris Godwin. And now that he's no longer an option, I'd rather the Patriots draft a wide receiver. To be real with you, because I don't—I'm not a big fan of Allen Robinson, as you know. I think he's a little bit overrated. I think his down year was more vindictive of who he is. Vindictive is yep. not the word, but you guys know what I mean. indicative, um, indicative. This is why Mike's here. Uh indicative of who he is. I don't really like the other guy. I'm, I'm not a, like Juju's not who the Patriots need. We have a Juju in Kendrick yep. Bourne. Or even Jacoby Myers if they resign him, like we have a Juju. I think Juju's a better version than both those guys, and that's not an insult to them, but we already have a Juju.
1: Yeah, so, but you're only taking about a half step up there. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's not a huge step,
0: but I don't want to yeah, disrespect yeah. Juju. I don't want people to be like Juju's no, no, no. so much better. You're right, he is better. I'm not trying to disrespect him, but we already have guys who can play football the way Juju plays. So to me, yeah. the, the Patriots, there's nobody there I want. So I want them now. I want them to go to the to the draft market. How are you sitting on this?
1: Uh I agree and I'm less of an Amari Cooper fan than most I think he shrinks in big moments so and I have I have a really big problem with that we don't need the Patriots to get another guy that's going to disappear and that's happened uh in the past um yeah I want us to see I want to see us get a wide receiver in this draft it's a deep draft they could double dip in some places if they really want to uh depending on how aggressive they want to be too.
0: If the Patriots can take a wide receiver, a cornerback and a linebacker in the first 3 rounds, whatever order they decide to go, yep, I'd be
1: happy because so all exactly. three of them are
0: probably going to be NFL contributors.
1: Yeah. Preferably cornerback or wide receiver, you can take a linebacker later, I think.
0: Yeah, they got some good deep ones like in the 3rd round that you there's one guy I identified, I forget who he is now, his name, but uh that I did in my mock draft and I got him in the 3rd round and like and he was projected to actually go even later than that. And he's like a he could have been a second rounder in any other draft. That's how deep the linebacker draft is this year.
1: Yeah, it's a deep draft. Um, you know, we don't need to be absolutely obsessively fascinated with these first round picks, guys. there There's a lot of depth in this draft. The Patriots can fill some of these holes. Uh, no problem, no problem at all.
0: So Alex says, if there was one rule that you could add to the NFL rulebook, what would it be, Alex? I didn't even have to think about this one. I saw this question earlier today and immediately popped to my mind. Cause it's something I've been screaming about forever. If a touchdown is not called a touchdown, it should be reviewable. Automatically reviewed, right? Whereas if you, every scoring play is reviewed or every time you score, it's reviewed automatically. I think like, that's the example I can give is with the Patriots against Kansas City when Nikhil Harry didn't step out of bounds, scored a touchdown, and they called him out of bounds. Belichick was out of challenges, and New England gets screwed. They don't score a touchdown there. They lose to Kansas City. I, I To me, changed the complexion of the game. The Patriots actually could have won that game. And, and really, that loss to Kansas City was almost the biggest turning point of the Patriots season where everything really went downhill after that. And I think... If Nikhil Harry scores that touchdown, maybe Tom Brady throws to him a little bit more. Maybe we're talking about a different Nikhil Harry, just different things. I think that anything that in soccer, and I know people always roll their eyes in soccer, but in soccer, everything is checked. Offsides, whether something was a goal, was there a foul, you know what I mean? If someone is is fouled in the box, the play will continue, but then the referee, the, 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 video raffle say hey we got to look at that oh no penalty shot you know what i mean i think that if something looks like it could be a scoring play it shouldn't have to be challenged it should be automatically reviewed what rule would you change mike or
1: um i would add something and i mentioned this before i think with you and on the patreon like an egregious actions challenge so every team would get or both teams would get two egregious action challenges So if they feel a penalty wasn't called or was called that wasn't in their favor or, you know, vice versa, they could challenge that or something like that. A missed score, a missed something that's not necessarily a penalty either. A coach can say, look at that again. And I think it would kind of mitigate the need to kind of say, oh, we don't need to review every play and slow down the game. You would get two of those a game. So you would get one a half. I think that's fair. Each team gets one and a half to basically say, "Let's take another look at whatever just happened there."
0: Because officiating has been so awful, I probably two years ago would have argued with you about this. I would have said no, but because it's been so terrible, I totally agree with you. However, I don't think the non-scoring play should be added to that. That should be its own separate piece. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, I get what you're saying, like the the phantom pass interference calls where the exactly. guy doesn't touch him, the guy falls down, and now it's a you know first and goal. I know, I totally totally agree. Or like. That penalty against Matt Judon for hitting Josh Allen inbounds. Yeah. Right. And them throwing crazy. a 15, 15 yard, you know, roughing the. Yeah, absolutely. And our last one comes here from Articular Pact Six says, if you could choose who the Pats pick, who would you pick? And I assume he means in the draft. And for me, it's Andrew Booth. Uh, 100,000 times over. I love him. Andrew Booth, right? Uh yeah, Andrew Booth Jr. Yeah yeah, love him. I think that he's our J.C. Jackson. And honestly, I think he's more versatile. And I think he's better than J.C. Jackson. Like I think he'll be, he'd be more Gilmore. Like he would be more locked down. But he can play. The thing is, J.C. Jackson was not good in zone. That's why he got burnt against Stephon Diggs a lot because you gotta play zone against Josh Allen. If you play man to man, Josh Allen's gonna run for 180 yards on you. If you consistently play man to man. You have to play a lot of zone and JC Jackson would get burnt because of it. Andrew Booth can play everything zone loose, man, man, press, you know, he can play press. He can, he can respect speed. He can play zone. He can play a short zone. He can play everything. I love Andrew Booth jr.
1: Um, man, this is tough because you know, my, if I could pick anybody I pick, um, Oh shoot. What's his name there? The top, Receiver from Ohio State, Chris Olave, or the other guy? No, the other guy. Uh, shoot, Williams. Uh,
0: no, that was the. Uh... Hold on. Yeah, I'm an Ohio State fan, everybody.
1: Yeah. This, um, what,
0: I this just what? told you about him the other day, right? And said he's. Well, I knew you knew about him, but I said like we keep talking about Chris Olave, but Chris Olave not even the best wide receiver in the draft because the best wide receiver in the draft is Garrett Wilson.
1: Yeah, so I would probably take Garrett Wilson. Um, he's the best wide receiver in the class by a good margin. So you think, went unrealistic. I went realistic. You yeah, went I mean realistic. if I if I'm gonna go realistic, listen, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna go Chris Oleve at this point because I like the cornerback depth. I like what Belichick does in coaching defense. Um get a wide receiver. And I know okay. I know I know we talked about why Chris Oleve doesn't work. But at the oh, same time that was
0: just us being super pessimistic.
1: Yeah, exactly. Get a proven talent at wide receiver. Um and give so, not not just give Mac a weapon, but give the other options that we have on this offense some depth that opens up up our other guys. So
0: so if we were going unrealistic, I would go uh, Jameson Williams. I know he's coming off an ACL, but he'll be ready for the he'll be ready by the time camp comes okay, around. So,
1: so you okay? I I was thinking that too, but I don't know if they're gonna. I, I didn't want to go so unrealistic. I think they want a contributor this year. I didn't know if he would be able to contribute this year. Oh, you muted? Can you hear me? Uh, yep.
0: No, okay. Uh, I was just reading something today. Apparently, the ACL is healing nicely okay so that's good
1: to hear um then those mock drafts are probably wrong that have him following around where the patriots are i will just say that right now
0: we'll have to see all right guys we appreciate everybody who uh came in here to the Patreon. we appreciate you so much thank you for giving thank you for watching live thank you for giving us your questions and uh, we hope to see you all tomorrow night for the seven thirty hangout all right mike what do you want to talk about bud
1: you want to talk more about this Khalil Mack thing for a little yeah, bit? Yeah, we
0: can we can talk Khalil
1: Mack. Let's do it. And yeah, I mean it's it's interesting that that division now is in an arms race, right? Yes. A complete arms race. It's going to be interesting to see what the Chiefs do now, what the Raiders do. Obviously, you know Denver made probably two thirds of the moves they're going to make, and they're probably going to acquire uh, somebody now. It, it It's just crazy, man. I know you're a big fan of Khalil Mack, and you're a defensive guy, so I wanted to see what see what you had to say.
0: Yeah, no, when I saw that today, I mean, number one, um, the Bosa's and I sit a little bit different politically, so I've had a little bit of a different thought of them, but if I keep it strictly to football, and I think people saw my Twitter account that I'm a little – I mean, those are two Ohio State guys. You know I love my Ohio State guys, but – they've been a little too vocal in some areas it's very different to me politically but let's keep politics out of this for a second let's just talk sports Joey Bosa is one of my favorite players in the NFL I love I love both the Bosa brothers um and I still think Joey's better than Nick just everybody I know everybody loves to say Nick Bosa I still think Joey's better than than Nick he was he was better in college and he's better he's a better pro Chase Young's better than all of them but that that's never here nor there Chase Young, if he stays healthy, if he comes back this year and he's healthy, is going to be like the Aaron. He's going to be like an Aaron Donald, a Khalil Mack. Like he's going to be right there, I'm telling you guys. But, um, you know, I love Khalil Mack. And so I think that having Khalil Mack on one side, having Joey Bosa on the other is just insanely crazy because there was a lot of doubles and triple teams to to Joey Bosa. Um, It forces the quarterback to get rid of the ball really, really quickly. Guess what? A team like Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes doesn't get rid of the ball very, very quickly. Patrick Mahomes likes to hang on to the football. Guess what those two guys can do, too? They can contain a quarterback, so you can't run all over them. Dude, I know you heard it at the beginning when I was solo, and I mean, I don't know if you thought I was crazy, but I could see the Kansas City Chiefs, honest to God, beca- being in third place this year because the Denver's defense is built to beat Kansas City. Kansas City. Now they have the and if you remember their game last year, both their games were very close, very close. Yeah. And actually I, I think it was like a, a it was an a fumble for, uh, that that ruined the game for them. It was a scoop and score from Kansas City. That's what gave Kansas City the win. Now yeah. you've you've got Denver who's a top 3 could be the top defense in the NFL this year once cuz now that they've developed another year. And I think a lot of people forget that about Denver. They forget about how good that defense is.
1: That's the strength of the team right there.
0: Yeah, and now you got Russell Wilson. Now you got an offense to back it up. And then you've got another Justin Herbert another year. He's all he's he's shown growth. Again, he Justin Herbert's very much the way I think Mac Jones is gonna be. You're not gonna see leaps and bounds like you see with Josh Allen and, and that kind of guy, but he's just gonna steadily get you know better every year. So he and I mean that offense is fantastic. Now you've got a defense that's probably similar to To the Broncos, I mean, that could be the number one, number two defense in the NFL because both teams have money and both teams aren't done making moves yet. No, that's a scary thing. And I think that Denver is going to focus on offense and the Chargers are going to focus on defense. And I'm going to say it: Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback than both Justin Herbert and Russell Wilson. But if you take Patrick Mahomes out of the equation, both those teams... Are way better than Kansas City. Kansas City could be the third best team in the division. In the AFC West is here, and the Port Raiders. Josh McDaniel, Josh McDaniel's could blow my argument that he's a great coach, and he could have ten wins and be fourth. To be yeah, real. I
1: mean, I mean, Derek Carr's a great quarterback, and it's just you. I mean, he's you the may, fourth worst, right? That that division is insanity. And and think about this: what if Von Miller goes right back home to Denver? I,
0: I think he could now that Russell Wilson's there. Honestly. I think that he was going to go back to the Rams. But now that yeah. Russell Wilson's there, why wouldn't you go back to Denver and try to win another ring there? That's home. That's home yeah. to you. It,
1: it's 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 crazy, man. It is absolutely crazy. And the other th- thing I was thinking about today is Sorry, before Tyler... we go
0: there, can I give you yeah, yeah. Don't 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 lose that thought, but I want to stay on Denver for one second, okay? Sure. If Von Miller resigned with Denver, mm-hmm. who would get a bigger ovation on their first home game? Russell Wilson or Vaughn Miller, because I think it'd be Vaughn Miller. I think, think it would go be, ballistic for Vaughn Miller if he came back to Denver.
1: And the, and the cool thing is, too, I think winning a ring, but then coming back home to a team that's ready to win like that, his fire is still going to be lit, man. He's going to be ready to go. Yeah, you know?
0: absolutely. Absolutely. And he left for, one, for half a season.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. You left for six months and you're like okay let's let's go win a ring here let's go win another ring for home i want that's... to run
0: it back but not in los angeles let's run it back in the the rocky mountains you know I'll, uh
1: like... shannon sharp that's exactly what shannon sharp did you know yep. it's, kind of, it's kind of cool it's kind of the parallel is really i i just thought of that that's awesome um, All right, sorry.
0: Let's go back to your uh, your thing.
1: No, I was going to say, um, Tyler Lockett's not the most attractive weapon in a lot of people. What if he swings some kind of deal to go to Denver? Do you think that would have happened already?
0: It's funny. When you said, Ty, and then I cut you off, Tyler Lockett popped in my head, and I was like, I wonder if he's going to talk about... Because we heard... We heard that Denver was ready to bring in Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Right. Like, we heard that. Like... And I think that's why I really do think that Rogers could have signed with Denver. And I really think they told him, if you come here, we will sign Devonte." Yeah, we will find a way. So why not? I think the only thing is how old is Tyler Lockett? 29, I think. I wonder if Seattle believes they have enough pieces to be good in a couple of years and they hang yeah. on to him just to you know he'll be older but hang on to him just him and dk just to have those two guys that's my only thought process but
1: yeah i think it would have went through as part of the trade if they wanted to do that package deal that was my only thought is you probably send another like third round pick cuz his hits what like 11 million this year
0: Something yeah like
1: it's 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 high this year but then i know that the the contract overall is is pretty friendly. It was a team friendly deal at the time like the numbers yeah. all look really high but they're not that bad.
0: Because I think Denver has about 23 million left in salary cap, which is crazy. Yeah. You just brought in Russell Wilson and you got 23 million in salary cap. But you yeah. shed some with Noah Fant
1: and um uh Kin- Kin- Kingsley.
0: Yeah, Kingsley. So they are going to have to to get a new defensive tackle and they are going to have to find a tight end. Oh. So, uh... Hold on. Hold on. Do you know what name's in my head right now? Evan Ingram? No. T is a good one. No. <laughs> and it might upset Buffalo fans. Gronk. If you're Gronk, do you want to take passes from Josh Allen or do you want to take it from Russell Wilson? And what team do you think has a better chance? Yeah,
1: it's interesting.
0: Do you want to go up against the Patriots twice a year? I don't know if he does. I'm going to be real with you.
1: I don't know if he does. I wouldn't because, listen, I don't buy that Bill is vindictive a lot of the time. I think Bill would make Gronk's life a living hell for the two games that he played here. Every it's season.
0: funny you say that because I don't I really don't believe there's any beef left with Brady and Belichick. I think there's legit beef. With the way Gronk handled his final season, I know they won a Super Bowl, but with the way he handled his final season, and I yep. think the only reason he was getting traded to Detroit was because he was playing those games, if you remember. I'm going to retire, I'm not going to retire, not showing yeah. up, not take, we remember he wasn't taking the Patriots calls, like he was being very childish and immature, so they're like, alright, we're going to trade you to Detroit, Matty P's like, give me Gronk, and he's like, oh, then I'm going to read. all of a sudden he goes and has a meeting with Belichick, and it's funny because he he the way he does is like, oh, I'm gonna retire. like he had all the no, no, you went and met with Billy and said, I don't yeah. want to be traded to Detroit Bill and
1: yeah exactly. He said, well
0: then are you gonna be And then all of a sudden he and, and, and it all accumulated it all kind of came together. Remember he went to Gillette Stadium for that monster it was like a, a rally bike and monster truck rally. And he was at Gillette stadium for it. Now he hadn't showed up. I don't
1: remember that? No. He hadn't
0: showed up to Gillette at all for any of the off season stuff, all the OTAs, all that kind of stuff. He hadn't showed up to any of that, but showed up to Gillette stadium for like some monster truck rally because he's sponsored by monster. And all of a sudden he was being traded to Detroit two days later, everything was fine.
1: And he showed up to OTAs. So, uh,
0: it's, yeah, Listen, so you I,
1: you know how I feel about Gronk. I think if we saw him in a Bills uniform, that would put the nail on the coffin for me 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 personally at this point. As I far really as...
0: I really believe that he he ruined his legacy in like in in New England the way he did it the way he retired. He left the team stranded, and then came back and went straight to Tampa Bay and won a Super Bowl. Yep, and. But he was also, dude, 2017, 2017, I got killed because I did a video and said, it's time to trade Gronkowski. I remember that video. yep. And my biggest supporters were flipping out and you were probably one of them.
1: At the time I might've been. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: People were pissed at me and I said, he's immature. This was right after the Tredavious White situation.
1: And when he, when he peopled elbow Tradavius White. I'm trying to remember my state of mind on Gronk, but I might have actually agreed with the trade at the yeah. time because I said he's injured all the time and he's getting old. So I probably actually would have agreed well, with
0: it. That was my thing. I'm like, he's always hurt. He's immature. People flipped. And then the next season he was a shell. Then he played those games all summer. And all of a sudden people are like, what is he doing? And I'm like, I told you. Yep. I told you guys. Then he came back, won the Super Bowl, was a shell. The thing is he plays all those games. He comes back and he's a shell of himself. A shell of who he used to be.
1: Can I can I throw out a re- more realistic destination for Gronk? We'll we'll take a step back. I think it's the Chargers. I really do. They need a tight end. He 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 could still fit under that salary cap. You add another amazing weapon for a year. Looking look, they're lo- looking for a knockout punch. They're looking for year three, you know. I'm Golden so I'm gonna here. I'm gonna
0: give you another realistic. I'm gonna stick in Los Angeles, but I'm gonna go to the other LA team.
1: Okay, that's fair.
0: I could see Gronk joining a super team. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because I mean, if you did it once, yep.
0: If you don't bring Von Miller back, you bring back OBJ and Gronk. That's all.
1: Yeah, and you know and have you? Robert Woods, so you'll have plenty of offensive weapons. And
0: you got Higby. Higby, right? So you've got two yep. good tight ends, three great receivers, good quarterback. I would say Matthew Stafford is probably the closest you're going to get to Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean in the NFL right now. Not from
1: like, nowhere close. But unless he, unless he uh, wants to go play in Green Bay, I doubt it. Yeah, Rodgers so. doesn't throw to tight ends.
0: That's why Martellus Bennett and him had it out.
1: Yeah, we'll see, man. That's where will Gronk go, everybody? Where where will Gronk go?
0: started it started with khalil mac just so everybody knows that's where this conversation started it started with khalil Mack. yeah no the afc uh the afc west the everything is bonkers right now free agency starts next wednesday but monday the legal tampering period starts and patriot fans are going to be putting the do something uh gifts and they're going to be don't expect anything day one
1: from the patriots unless it's bobby wagner and trey flowers trey flowers chandler jones that, that reunion you wait you
0: waiting for that no not anymore now that trey flowers is available i've moved <laughs> off of chandler jones and i want trey flowers and bobby wagner i'd rather okay I, i'd rather that combination than the trey flowers because trey flowers can play the chandler jones position
1: yeah, yeah
0: and probably. you're neither of them are going to push out matthew judon no not at so that even with that skill set he's better I, to me he's better than both of them I think that at the end of the year, he fell off because he was just getting triple teamed. They just took him out of the game. You put one, either Chandler Jones or Trey Flowers on the other side. But the reason I like them getting Trey Flowers Mm -hmm. because he's not going to cost what Chandler Jones is going to cost. And then you could actually make a run out of Bobby Wagner.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. to. And I know we're shifting gears here pretty heavy. But listen, if they get Trey Flowers because of these injuries, bring him back into the Patriots, get him playing the way that bill normally gets his ex-players you know and he'll be rotational with... right, he won't even exactly.
0: he won't be like a Jude On on all the time he'll be rotating he'll be him dietrich weiss jr and chase winovich rotating in and out the three of them right get so. some
1: of these second tier cornerbacks that happen to be available draft either a cornerback or it, everybody it may not be a super flashy off season, but the pieces may be just as effective too there's some hope out there there's some rays of sunshine
0: it is If the Patriots did nothing in this free agency besides like the Henry Andersons of the world, you know what I mean? Like just the the gap pieces, I still wouldn't be upset because unlike last year where you had so much that you had to fill, you had to go to free agency and you had to have the draft. I think the Patriots, not not the little holes, but the gaping holes can address their biggest gaping holes, which is wide receiver offensive line linebacker and cornerback and that's not in that order that's just the four of them yeah, yeah you can address all four of those in the draft you can get two offensive linemen you can get two linebackers you can get a corner and a wide receiver in this draft so um i'm not as concerned with last year i was concerned there was a lot of positions the patriots had to fill yeah. this year they've got the nucleus of a team they just have to to get it there And the music's gotten louder, Michael. Night, everybody. Thank you, Michael. Good show again. Flew by. Flew by again. Appreciate y'all coming in. Baseball's back. ASMR baseball. Yeah. Oh, This is an exciting time of the year. Before we go into that lull between the draft and free agency when it's just mock draft after mock draft after mock draft after mock draft. So I I listen to the podcast every day, as everybody knows, on my way to work just to hear how it sounds like, you know, I don't know if a lot, you know, tonight we did it all with music. So I want to see how that come turns out, whether we'll be continuing that tomorrow, just trying to do different things, trying to have, you know, make it a little bit more appealing. You got two ugly guys on here. So we got to try to make something pretty. And um, after an episode finishes, it always just jumps to like some random episode. And like the last eight random episodes it's jumped to, it was Connor and I discussing Cam Newton and who the Patriots were going to draft. And I cannot believe how much, how much we talked about the quarterback position in New England last year it was absolutely positively crazily stupidly insane and that's exactly where we're going to now and uh oh yeah did you guys know that Jerry Jones has a kid out there somewhere know that yeah yeah he does Mike made a face so I thought something big happened and I was like on just on Twitter there killing time but he's shaking his head no so I don't think anything big happened at all so he just he made a face as if something special happened that's why I was rambling there guys trying to figure out what happened it's nothing nothing I'm all over Twitter nothing happened and uh, no, even this nothing might <laughs> got me all excited for something. I thought we were gonna break news of oh, the 49ers. They uh, they gave Nate Sudfield a one year, fully guaranteed two million dollar contract. I think that um, is the first indication that Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely gone this year. You don't give a quarterback an extension if you got two. Okay, guys, appreciate you. Prayers to all the people suffering around the world everywhere everywhere. Anybody who's suffering prayers out to you. We love you all. Uh, guys, no matter where you are, no matter where you are in the world, no matter what's going on in your life, never, ever, ever forget. You're all legit kid. I'm Matt Cundell, host of the sound off podcast.